Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated by the obstacles you face? Well, you're not alone. The Resiliency Ninja is here to help. Allison Graham is a speaker, author, and business coach. But most importantly, she's on a mission to give you tools to succeed in times when it feels like life sucks. Now, here's your host, Allison Graham. Welcome back to the Resiliency Ninja podcast. I'm Allison Graham. And of course, our goal here is to uncover the private stories behind the public success stories so that you know that you're not alone and you're going to get some great tools to become resilient every day and build an incredible business. And today's guest is Mr. C-Suite himself, Jeffrey Hazlett, someone I'm really excited to have on the show. And I know that you will know somebody, not just yourself, but somebody else who will benefit from this conversation. And because of that, I'm going to ask you to share it, like it, subscribe to this podcast, and help me spread the word. I'd love you for do, to do that. So uh, I'm Allison Graham, and again, we've got Jeffrey Hazlett. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Hell yeah, you better share this thing. We want everybody to know about it. You know, I, I'm. I, you know, listen, you're a Canadian. I'm American, so it's going to be big, brass, bold, loud, everything you don't like about Americans times ten. <laughs> just short of Donald Trump. Okay. Let's just start with there. Shall All we? right. Fair enough. Well, you know, fair <laughs> enough. I actually uh, love the bold, uh, the bold American. So <laughs> well, it's just a bold person. You know what? My last book was think big, uh, act bigger. And the, you know, the, the rewards of being relentless. I just think you got to be out there, be yourself. I love that you said the private stories behind the public lives because I'm totally transparent. I was having a conversation with team today about being transparent. You know, somebody was apologizing about, you know, saying something about another team member or whatever. I don't care. Let's just, we all know it. That's like one time when I changed my offices around in one of our, one of our locations to being a full open bullpen. And everybody says, I'm very upset about this because it was a woman who was working for us, about exec, woman executive. And she goes, I want my private office. I said, why? She goes, well, I'm not getting along with my husband. I said, do you think we don't know? You know, are you kidding me? You know, are you serious? We all know when you know it, it's not going well. Listen, so we know it with your behind closed doors, you're out in an open. He, he's an asshole. He's he's terrible. The guy that you're married to just sucks. So why not just let us all know? It just cuts through the crap. Exactly. You know? So how do you deal with that though? Because I mean, this is the thing. A lot of people can't wear that that uh, sort of that poker face, right? Like when well, you have to wear the poker face. I mean, we're going to be humans, be human for God's sakes, you know, be transparent. So, you know, everybody knows it sucks. It's, you know, you know, it's like Domino's pizza when years and years and years, when they, when they finally became transparent, they said their pizza tastes like cardboard. Of course it does. It was Domino's, you know, they did do that. They said that in an ad. And I did a television show on my TV show on Bloomberg when I had a primetime show on Bloomberg. And I went into the, you know, into the C-suite, which is called the C-suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and primetime show on Bloomberg. And I went into Domino's. I said, who the hell spends money advertising, say your pizza tastes like cardboard? And why did you do that? And why did you, why were you so transparent? Well, they, it ended up, they would change. They were open about what they did and they knew it was bad and they made the changes to make it better. And then as a result of being transparent, their stock went from 70 cents to like a buck oh four or something like that. So it was huge, huge impact on just being open and honest. So, so my, so again, telling the secrets behind the private lives, like, well, just get it out there. Yeah. Why not? Get it out I, there. 
And I think a lot of people are judging themselves and especially with you, right? Like you're a big keynote speaker, you're doing all this stuff, you've got all this going on. And other entrepreneurs are looking at people like you and saying, oh shit, I, I'm screwed up. And they like, no, well, hey, we're all screwed up. Yeah, let's be clear. <laughs> we are all. We're all screwed up. Hey, I don't care who you are. Right? You, you, I, look, I made my first million when I was 26. I bought and sold 250 companies in my career, 25 billion in transaction. Let me be clear. We all got problems. We all got problems. <laughs> you know, just it's the intensity. It's just the intensity level of the problems, how big they are, right? There's right. no difference, you know, in the size of a business on Main Street in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I'm from, or uh, on Wall Street. You know, we all got, it's just numbers of zero. Same thing with your problems. Just uh, different problems. That's all. Just intensity. We all got the same problems. You know, if you don't think that, you know, I'm a keynote speaker, Hall of Fame, all that stuff. But, you know, you don't think I don't get nervous before I go on stage? I really don't get nervous, but I got to go to the bathroom like 15 times, you know. So it's like, you know, so what, you know, we all like that. We're all like that. Oh, we're all like that. Have you ever bombed on stage? Oh, sure. We all have. Yeah. You know, or you perceived you bombed. Right. You know, the energy is different or the level of it is different. You, you just have to, as you get experienced as a speaker, you just get comfortable with that. You, it, you, not, not that I accept it or like it. It's just that I understand that I didn't connect in the way I should have connected or could have connected. Could have been different because I'm speaking to a group of undertakers, you know, or I'm speaking right. to a group, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to a dead group, you know, when I don't, you know, I would, when I would prefer to have a group of 40,000 people, you know, standing up on the edge of their seats going crazy. And, and, you know, and I love it when I have that. And I, that's why I'm a closer typically, or I'm a, I'm an opener, you know, um, I'm one of those speakers. You never let your, you know, I, I speak a lot of corporate events. You never let your CEO follow me ever. If you value your job, you don't do that because I am that kind of speaker. Now, you, some of those people are listening right now going, what an arrogant son of a gun, but no, I'm just being truthful about understanding the business of the business. And I'm one of the best at that business. And I'm very good at that. And, and I know how to manipulate, move, you know, and, and motivate and change the moods of companies as well as audiences. That's, that's what I get paid a lot of money to do. And yeah, but have I done that? Have you ever gotten a situation? Like, have I ever gotten a company and failed in the company? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I remember Kodak, right? Oh, yeah, and, Kodak and, like, was... That wasn't your fault that they failed. No. You, you went in at a time when they were already on the failing track. Oh, uh, well, they've been on a failing track for 40 years. But the, the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, they were. The day they forgot to uh, ignore the digital. Yeah, the, the, the day they invented the digital camera and said, put it away, you know, that was in 1976. So, you know, so absolutely, you, 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 you know, but you could, did I make a difference? Yeah, I made a difference. Did I give, give it a longer runway than they probably had? Yeah, I'd like to think I did. I think I did. And most people would say that, that I did. And I know the people when I was at Kodak would say he cared, he did things. They, you know, I know, <laughs> I, I give you an idea. You tell, you want, here's a private story that's never been told. Um, I had the, mo- the lobby of the headquarters remodeled and they were going to kill it. And I said, no, you're not killing it. It's a marketing expense. I'm going to eat the expense. We're going to mark, we're going to change the lobby. It hasn't been updated since the seventies. looks like crap. How can we look like a company that is progressive when we have this? So I, I, I had the money spent. We did it. We were committed to it. God CFO did it. And when they were finished, the employees took my business card and George Eastman's business card and had it uh, interned in cement in the lobby of that building. Really? And they brought me down there late at night 
at the end of the day to show it to me because they were afraid that they would get in trouble because they, they said, this is what you mean to us. And I'm going to start crying, but that's, that's what they did. They, they took it in plastic, George Eastman's card and my card and had it embedded in plastic or embedded in the cement. So when the carpets get ripped up, probably now 40 years from now, <laughs> um, there is, there's our business cards, which I thought was pretty cool. That wow. was cool. So yeah, I'd like to think I made a difference, you know? So there that's, you go. Uh, that's a pri- there, there's a private story. There's a public, there public confession of a private story yeah, or whatever, whatever, the, whatever the hell. I can't keep this. Story. Yeah, whatever it is. I change it every time. No, that's not true. <laughs> I do now. Yeah, that's know, good, that's good brand consistency. Yeah, right nothing like good. that, right? It's, yeah. uh, the key is uh, resiliency. Ninja, ninja resiliency. There you Ba-cha. go. <laughs> Just change it every time. Ba-cha. So you like how in that time because i've heard you speak at this and we should actually tell people where we know each other from do you remember the very first time we met i totally do i was at the canadian professional speaking association in vancouver i gave the opening keynote or a key i don't know if i think it was the opening keynote Might yeah have it was it yeah, was I mean, there, there was an, that was an audience that i didn't do as well with either because it was a bunch of canadians which you guys are very reserved anyway you know it's like i once saw a poster uh, online that said oh canadians are rioting and I click here, so it was clickbait. So I clicked on it. It was a woman holding a, a photo going, we're really, really, really upset. Yeah. So there you go. So there's your. Yep, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are so nice. And of course, you know, I take the stage and I'm known to swear a little bit and saunter and wear my cowboy boots and be bigger than I should be, bigger than necessary, as they say. And uh, yeah, that's where we met. Remember well, that? Well, and I do. And I, I actually, I loved it, obviously. And uh, we talked before the night got out. I went out to the hallway. You were there. We said hello. And then you must have nailed it in some way, even if the energy wasn't there, because there was a lineup of people all around you, remember? And you yeah, got yeah. out. And that's I true. came up and I said, you want a drink? Yeah. And I handed you a glass of white wine. Yep. I will never forget this. And then you came back and you said, thanks for the wine. Come and join the rest of us down in the uh, bar. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. I do remember that. Yeah, and and that, so- that happens with me a lot. Usually I have somebody always with me or traveling, which helps a lot. Um, but with the speakers, it's a speakers group. So I just right. thought, well, I'll just go, you know? Yeah, no, I remember this is cool. That was one of those nights where it was a long opening night. And I actually did this speech snuck off the backstage because he had a juggling act the, yes. jugg- the, the guys there i can't remember their names and uh, which they were awesome they were awesome and you had the gal with the ladder uh she's a canadian to- tony newman yeah tony newman she was awesome yeah. and some other guy and there were some other guys like four acts four acts that night so and i was the opening i remember that and then um i zipped out i went to dinner at, at a really great restaurant right near the Westin there. And then I came back to the reception. So that was like, oh, that was perfect. It was great. So I, you know, went and had a nice dinner. It was a really great dinner. I went, I was just back in Vancouver and had dinner there the other night. It was just uh, the same restaurant. I love that restaurant. Right oh, on yeah, the water. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, the, um, the, the Westin. Yeah. Great place to stay. Plug for the Westin. There you go. It's a great, go. a great hotel. My favorite hotel in Vancouver, though, is the Fairmont. Oh, is it? The old Fairmont, the old oh. Fairmont. Not the new, they have two, but the old Fairmont. I really like that one. That, but, you know, in the Salmon House, I, gotta go, I, could, I could eat my way through Vancouver. Be awesome. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah. You could. So you are now doing all this stuff. I often look at you and wonder, how are you keeping it all together? 
Like you just have a really great team. I have a good list. I just keep a good list. What I got to do today, what's this week, and what are the next week things? That's all I try to do. Old old school uh, pen yeah. and paper. Yeah, pen and paper, and then I have a big list of all the big projects. And um, you know, that's pretty much how I, I deal with it. I try not to deal with it. I'm I, I'm terrible about it. I still write things over and over and over and over again. Still not as effective as I should be, but that's just life. I mean, no one died. No, right. And I always joke that the problem with the to-do list is people expect that a list is one day going to end. No, no. By nature, And it's no, never going to. It's a to-do yeah, that's list. What, that's why we it got trees. That's why we got trees. You know, <laughs> keep making more paper, more list. Yeah, there you go. Oh, good. So now we'll get all the environmentalists after us over here. <laughs> hey, paper's a renewable resource. Let's don't forget that. That's true. Yeah. And speaking of bad uh, PR and stuff, attacks uh, and stuff, you were on with Donald Trump. And I know people ask you about this all the time, right? You were on The Apprentice. Yeah, for three was- years. I was a judge for three years, numerous episodes. Yeah. So what do you think nowadays? He's batshit crazy. <laughs> so let's just be clear. But he got elected and he's the president of the United States. So just like you guys had a crazy mayor in Toronto, you know, we just said, we're Americans, we're going to do it bigger. And Right. We're going to put him at the top. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put him at the very top. But at the same time, you know, there are some things, you know, you can justify some things. He's getting some things done. Thank goodness. No one died. And last I checked in our form of government in the United States, there are three branches. Right. And so while there might be one, there are still two others that need to do their job. And that's why we have that three checks and balance system in our country that allows us to have those checks and balances. And, you know, um, and maybe this will, no offense to to our president, uh, because I still am very respectful as I would be if I were Canadian. I don't care for your prime minister, but, you know, I would still be respectful because he has been elected the prime minister of your country as our president has you know, there, 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 hopefully this wakes up electorate and this gets people more active and more involved. And if you don't like it, go vote. That's what this is about. And that's what makes a democracy a democracy. And so it's the, it's the, you know, it's the things that are bad sometimes that get you to the good in that it challenges your beliefs and systems so that you start to be better articulate about the values that you like and want. So, so there's good and bad with everything. And I think in this case, that's, that's helping. There's, there's some aspects of it. I don't like, I don't like the politics of hate. I don't like the politics of bully. I don't like the bully pulpit in any way, shape or form. Um, But at the same time, it makes us more stronger about the things we want. And I think that's a better thing. So do you think that that is, because there's a lot of bad going on in the U.S. right now, we don't need to get into all of this. But like, there's, there's a lot of bad going on everywhere. But yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't hold him responsible for all the bad. Oh, I, I wouldn't either. Yeah. No. no I, nor I, would I hold Obama for that. I mean, I, I think Obama did a really, you know, a lot of. I have a lot of friends who thought Obama was the worst president in the world. I thought he did a pretty good job. Just as I think there are some things that Trump does that that is actually pretty good. You know, quite frankly, I think, you know, let's get in this Canadian U.S. thing. I think he's done a good job of of checking Canada. Hey, oh, wait a second. You know, this, but that's what he's doing. He's negotiating. And if you look at business, if you look at business, do you see that's what he's doing? It's, you know, he's just, he's just applied it in a bad way. Maybe he's not, been, he's not been diplomatic. No. And but, especially with us sweet little Canadians over here, you know, well, our- but we expect it. See, we, see, we've, we've become accustomed in our leaders at that level of being diplomatic, you know, and statesmen or yeah. stateswoman. And uh, that's what we expect. Well, we didn't get that. 
<laughs> and holy crap, we didn't get that, you know. No, 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 no. Yeah, I always kid. I always kid everybody. They, they ask me what what I think. I said, well, let's be clear, he's batshit crazy. But you should get used to calling me Ambassador Hazlett. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a whole other thing to add to the resume. Oh man, that would be awesome. So, so you've got some new grandbabies. I do. I do. I have two. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they're awesome. And they call me Papa and I'm just awesome. It really, now that, did that shift a part of your life? Oh, I mean, oh, I know it did so, on the outside, but. Oh yeah. It's so primal. It's so primal. It's so immediate that, you know, you skip your children just to love your grandkids, you know, uh, which I love my children, but I mean, it's just a very primal, primal thing. And uh, yeah, it's like, you know, every time I'm home, I'm a, I'm a playground for kids. Um, you know, it's a cool thing. Do you manage, cause you're splitting time yep. airports, New York, mm -hmm. Sioux Falls. Yeah. Sioux Falls. Yeah. Ireland every, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Center of the world. Yeah, geographical, yeah. Okay. geographical center of North America, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I just say London, Ontario is the center of progress because I think it makes me feel good, but it's not. There's nothing <laughs> actual, literally uh, good about that. But uh, uh, so how do you manage it all? Because like... Well, you that... have to have a balance. You have to, you know, I think it's a good question. You have to have a balance. You know, um, Stephen Covey was great. You know, he had seven habits of highly successful people. And I always remembered something back in the 70s. I used to share the state with Stephen. And, and one of the things I remember him saying is you have to have a balance between your, your business life, your personal life, your spiritual life, and what was the other fourth one? Spirit. Oh, your friends and your friends. Thanks. Right. There's a four. There's a four. And you have to, it's kind of like a four. You know, remember those teeter-totters had four seats. You had to balance between them. Yes. And that's what we have to do. And sometimes they get out of whack and you have to, you have to correct that balance. So I'm lucky enough to have people in my life who help me keep balanced. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a work addict. I'm a workaholic. And so I get a great deal of pleasure from work. I get a great deal of satisfaction from that. So for me, uh, you know, great day is working my ass off no matter what I'm doing. And I could do that all the time. And I don't care about anything else. Oh, no. We have to go out with our friends. Why? Oh, okay. All right. We have to. Okay. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. We have to go see the family. Well, who's that? That's your nephew. Well, what's his name again? You know, and, you know, so, you know, so I have people in my life who really help me make sure that I don't get out of whack. So where's the balance though, from somebody making you do it and you deciding that you want to do it? That's a hard thing. That's a hard thing. Cause it's not inherently in me. So it's hard. Okay. Right. And I know I should. And I, when I'm centered, I'm okay with doing that. It's when I'm off center that it's hard, hard to do. Would your preference be being out on the ranch by yourself with your grandkids, as opposed to going and doing the yep. dinner with the, like with the president of, or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Or, or ambassador. Wow. Or the, yeah. I do all those things. So well, yeah. when you're ambassador uh, Hazlett, you know, you'll have to get used to a lot of that yeah. for the record, but well, but I mean, look, I've met most presidents, I've met heads of state, I've done all that stuff in my life. So, but would, would, what would I prefer? Yeah, being on the back of a tractor and a ranch in South Dakota. Yep, yeah. in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Can't do that yet, because I need enough money to buy a new tractor. So, right. you know, so I'm not there. Or I can't do it yet because I made commitments to do certain things with the business that I made promises to other people and took their money to do it, right. that I've got to live up to that. So that's what I got to do. And, you know, for somebody who created his first million at 26, mm -hmm. 
money when it comes in do you just end up chasing more all the time yeah yeah it's always about adding zeros right so yeah yes is there a number of which there is a number now if i get to that number i'm done okay yeah but uh but i'll probably make a new number you know, that's the thing, yeah, right? You just yeah, keep stretching the goal. Yeah. I haven't hit the zero, 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 zero. So I have too many zeros to add yet. But, yeah. but as you, you get, but as you get older, you start to make those, you start to understand priorities change. So you, you know, like you get grandkids like, Oh, wait a second. There's more in life than this. And that's, that's my responsibility. Um, you know, it's this, 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 okay. What, you know, what will be the legacy that I leave behind? Well, you know, it's not money. It's not a building. It's not my name on this or that. It's really, those kids you know so you wake up in the morning and let's say you don't feel like going to work does that ever happen every day well not every day but yeah someday sure so what do you do you just get up and go that was for you right that was for you yeah you know what i'm more joyful when i'm doing stuff like this yeah well but there are times when it's not joyful we could be no shit yeah Yeah, let's be quick yeah but what's the alternative yeah what's the alternative die What's the alternative? Stop. What's the yeah. alternative? Give up? Are you nuts? No, it's your responsibility. Get 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 up off your ass and and do what you got to do. So yeah, there are days like that. I don't feel like that. There are days when I feel sorry for myself. There are days when I feel elated for myself. Right. So you have all those range of emotions, and don't think that the most successful business people or most powerful people in the world don't have those same feelings. You know why? Because they're human. Okay. So now what we have to do is learn to recognize those things and what's a healthy, what's, what's, what's best, what's those kinds of things. And then sometimes you go like, well, what got you into it? But it was doing the other stupid stuff I shouldn't have been doing that got me there. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, so stop that stuff. So, so it's, it's about how to break the cycles and how to break those things in order to make those recognitions of the things that you got to do that's differently to get you where you want to go. So um, yeah. Yeah. So without question, but you know, in the end I signed up for this. Don't put a gun to my head and said I had to do it. So. Right, because you very easily could have just done the keynoting, done yeah. the TV, and not created the whole C-suite network. Correct. There are days, and there are many days when I say to myself, what the hell? Why don't I just go back to keynoting, make a few million bucks a year, and just go do that, and, and do a TV show, and do that, or do a podcast, and do that, and not do all this other crap. Crap, but I did. And so if I did, I got to live with that. And so now I, but, but if I want to scale, if I want to, you know, and that's what I'm doing, I see a need and I want to do something, then how do I get that done? That's what I'm doing. So, you know, I want to make the most powerful executive network in the world. That's awesome. I want to do that. So we're going to do it. So we'll build C-Suite TV. we build great talent like you on C-Suite radio and C-Suite advisors. And, you know, we'll do all this we bring these trusted advisors, trusted people together. Awesome. We bet members. We, we make sure we got great people in the network. We get great content, great services, great events. You know, I just got through uh, talking to my producer of our event coming up in December and uh, my PR team. And um, I, I can't even tell you how excited I am about that event because of the talent that we're going to have on stage. And it's just like, oh, how'd you guys do this? And, you know, and, and, and it was because I said, why are we doing it better this year than ever before? And they said, because we can, mm-hmm. you know, which is, which is kind of a philosophy that I have, you know, I even have painted up over the wall. I said, you know, cause I, I got so tired of where, where, you know, you've been in situations where people say, well, we don't have the budget or the, we tried it one time. It didn't work. Well, try it again. Yeah. Change the budget, change the priorities, you know, and that, and I've tried to instill that into the team of, we can do whatever we want to do. 
because no one's telling us that we can't. Okay, who cares? So we don't have enough money. Okay, let's find the money. Um, we don't have time. Well, let's reprioritize and find our time. Uh, we don't know who they, how to get a hold of them. Well, let's find somebody who knows them. You know, right. let's, you know, let's just do it in a different way. And that's, again, getting back to that think big, act bigger, and then the rewards of being relentless, just being relentless. And that fits in, I know, what you hear, your ninja, you know, resiliency of just, you got to be fighting all the time. You got to get back up. You got to bounce up. I think like a ninja, like, you know, when you, 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 you know, a ninja gets knocked down and then you see them jump back up and they push off their shoulders and back under their feet. Holy crap. Yeah. By you the know, way, I can't do those moves. I'm all the uh, yeah, I, not the physical I, ninja. No, I get tired <laughs> watching those moves. Are you kidding me? That's I, awesome, eh? I just go back and say, can I have some bacon and maybe some scotch? That's what I like to do. Yeah. Well, and it does feel often like that, that we're, we're fighting these, you know, right, is the whole mm -hmm. thing with the resilience ninja. And then we got to go out on stage and make Did it you look trademark like that. Site? You trademark that? You got to trademark that. Fucha? Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm just gonna own yeah, it. I don't need the trademark. People oh, just no, yeah. it and they, they no, you should give it to people. Say that's mine. I I I gave you that. Facha. <laughs> Facha. <laughs> Spelled F U dash C H A A A A. Oh, I like that. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and I do Facha Fridays, which is my tips on the Resiliency Ninja podcast, as you already know. But uh, and the interviews yeah. are on Tuesdays with people like you. So somebody's out there. They're going. They've got this big vision. What's the advice? What are you going to send them? What are you going to say to them? Focus. Okay. Focus. Get on to the things that are going to get you there. The shortest poles in the tent that will get you there. The, and the second thing is never give up. Timing might be off, but eventually, you know, timing might be off. You know, I, I've built things before people wanted them and I had to wait for a couple of years and then bring it back. Yeah. So, you know, so it's, you know, so don't give up, you know, what the things that you want to do, it's just a matter of con convincing people to get it when you're, when they're ready. You know, <laughs> you know it's interesting you say that because we've talked over the years. I mean, we've known each other, what, six, seven years now almost, right? Yeah. And I'm always trying to hit that next level of keynote, that next level of keynote, you know, and build and build and build. And it's coming and yeah. it's not happening ever as fast as I want it to. Never happens as fast as we like. And, and then when it does happen, then, then it's like, oh, my gosh, it came from nowhere sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and you've been there since the beginning. You've been there at our very first conference, if you remember. Oh, yeah, with the C-suite. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, been to, yeah we uh, put it in Dallas. We put it in Dallas. Everybody said, why would you put it in Dallas? I said, well, because if we do really well, we say, wow, look at it. Look how well we did. It was in Dallas. And then, <laughs> and then if someone said, well, if we said, what if we were bad? Well, it was Dallas. <laughs> so... Blame it all on Dallas. You know, you, if you wanted that philosophy, you could always come to our London, Ontario. Hey, we're coming. We'll be back in Toronto. We're coming back to Toronto uh, next month in September. So we're the Hero Club. Oh, our for Hero, the Hero Club. Yeah, yeah great. Our Hero Club has just actually just been exploding and doing really great. And, you know, it's an organization for CEOs with purpose and, and vision. And they sign a pledge saying that they're going to take care of the people that got them where they got it, you know, got them where they, um, to, to their level of success. And so we're so excited about what we're doing there. Who are your mentors? Who got you to the, your level of success? People I meet every single day. Okay. Most of the people that were mentors of mine are people that most people will never read about in a book. It's, it's Mr. Mr. Penson, who was a plumber. It's Michael Connor, who was a printer. It's, um, you know, uh, just people like that. Uh, John Timmer, who was a state legislator and an insurance salesman. And the people that most people never know, but I was so impressed with their integrity and so impressed with their, their resiliency that they showed me how to be a better person. 
and a better business person, you know, as my mom and my dad. And it's, and again, it's people I see every day. It's a person you see cleaning up. It's the janitor that you meet over here. It's the, you know, those are the people that I just look at every day and just go, wow. What, what, you know, you can look around you every day and find inspiration. You just have to, just have to open up your eyes. Right. And choose to see it. And choose to see it. Yeah. So I kind of, most people don't know I live with, I live with, I don't know what I don't know. I try to live in a constant state of awareness. You know, um, it's kind of like I'm, I'm a hunter. I love hunting and I'm always looking for wildlife. I'm looking for things all the time. It's like when I go on vacation, I'm not allowed to drive. Well, my family has to drive because they know I'll drive off the road looking for foxes, deer, bears, whatever. And, and I'm terrible. And, and, you know, I, I kind of believe I'm a taxpayer so I could drive on both sides of the road. So, um, you know, I want to get my money's worth, but it, you know, so I have a short attention span. So, but I'm always looking at, that's my, my feelings as constant state of awareness. And so you should always, I'm never aware of what I'm aware, never not aware of. And so you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I try, I try not to say, you know, there are sometimes I put my foot down on some things and say, no, we're not doing that. Why? Cause that doesn't work. I'm not doing it, you know, cause I've done it. I don't want to do it or I just don't want to do it. Sometimes I have to, people have to accept that for me with me. Nope. Don't want to do it. Why? Cause I don't want to, that's enough. That's it. So, um, but you know, for the most part, I'm always open to, okay, we can try it that way. But you know, my experience says you're going to, it's going to hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, I don't know if I would do it that way, but if you want to try it, you know, give it a shot. You know, as long as I don't, I, I just don't want them die, you know, right. but anything short of that's okay every once in a while. So who are you looking to, to get your inspiration? I guess it's the daily people, but like, who are you following on social media? Well, first of all, I get my, I get my daily inspiration from watching the team succeed at what they do. And I know that you have a great cool. team. I do have a great team. Really and committed. I, this is the best team I've ever worked with in my career right now. That's, that's how good they are. They're just that good. And they just don't know how good they are. Cause you know, they, they need to add more zeros. They need to know that, but they're, they're doing a great job. And when they're, when they're performing at the level they can perform, they're going to be huge superstars. Um, and, and they're going to be ultra superstars and then they'll be super, super, super ultra superstars. So, but uh, you know, I, I, I just, <laughs> again, I know, I should say, oh, I follow this person. I follow this person. I, I look at my, I look, you know, I got 600,000 Twitter followers. I look on my stream every day and I'm like, oh my God, look what this person said. Oh my God, she's a hairdresser. Right. Uh, oh my gosh. How, how cool is that? Or, or this person or this person, it, you know, there's, I got rap. We, you know, I, I was talking online the other day with this guy that was going to be a rapper. He's a rapper. I've never met this guy, but he's a fan of mine. And I thought it was really cool. So he and I were chatting back and forth and I guarantee you most people would never saw the two of us together. You know, uh, you know, this big white guy from South Dakota and here, this inner city rapping guy from something, but he was just, he was just doing it in a way that was really cool. And, and just, it was fun. And, you know, hell, hell, he's, you know, younger than my kids. So it was like, that was fun to be able to talk to a guy like that. So it's neat that you would, with 600,000 followers, pull somebody out to connect with authentically. I do it all the time. Right. I know. And I, I don't know how some of these people have a million, a hundred thousand. Like that's a lot of people to connect with or to serve. Well, but you, you can't, you can't do them all, but I can do it in the moment that I'm in it. And so in the moment, so in the moment that you're in it, be in the moment. Right. So that's the best I can do. Right. You can't, you can't, you know, be, you know, you're not God. So you can't hear every prayer, you know, 
but you can see the ones that you see. So, and then engage with them. All right. Yeah. Well, I think uh, anything else you want to tell to our resiliency ninja listeners? No. Well, keep listening. Keep listening. Listening to more. This is a great show on C Suite Radio. We love it, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. I'm so glad to be a leader uh, with you and others in it. Uh, we're the fastest growing uh, all business podcast network in the world. So it's awesome. Which is phenomenal. And that hasn't been easy getting there to that point. No. <laughs> but, and as I say to people all the time, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. But, but it's us. We're doing it. And, and the people listening are doing it. And that's the people that make the change. And that's what we're there doing it for is the people that are listening just like this. And, but we only go as good. I love that you ask other people to share because that's the way we grow. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not advertising a ton of money. We're not doing that. We're just, we're growing very organically by people listening and saying, Hey, I heard this great podcast. I, you know, I heard Allison. I heard, you know, I heard Ninja Resiliency. I heard All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. I heard this one. I heard that one. And that's, that's how we're getting it. And it's interesting though, the getting somebody to push share is oh, a huge always, honor and yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Right? Yeah. It's tough. People, or, or even better yet, everyone that's listening right now, go rate this podcast. That, right. You want to really help? Go rate it. Uh, that helps a great deal. That's that's just, you know, all those things help. And people don't think that that's, that's the days of the big broadcast stuff, the way we used to watch and listen are over. And now it's really about engagement. It's about uh, the intimacy of that we have uh, with you listening and then with those that are watching our C-suite TV and reading our C-suite book club and, you know, and so forth and so on. Yeah, definitely. Well, listen, I will uh, thank you there. We'll leave it for today. Awesome. Uh, thank you everyone for being here again. Please share, like, write a review and uh, subscribe because then you will never miss an incredible episode like you've heard today. So uh, thanks again for being here. I'm Allison Gray and this is the Resiliency Ninja podcast. And just because Jeffrey loves it so much, I will give you a great big, until next time, fucha. 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 <laughs> That's cool. You got to keep that. You got you to gotta get a sound made for that and then have a button that you can hit. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Resiliency Ninja with Allison Graham. We are thrilled to have you as part of our community. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can always connect with Allison at r-ninja.com and find important links to show notes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, embrace whatever obstacles come your way. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.